Section 4 of The French Revolution by Thomas Carlyle. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Elliot Gage. The French Revolution by Thomas Carlyle. Volume 1, Book 1, Chapter 4. Louis the Unforgotten. Or Louis, with these it is a hollow phantasmagory, where like mimes they mope and maul and utter false sounds for hire. But with thee it is frightful earnest. Frightful to all men is death, from of old named King of Terrors, our little compact home of an existence where we dwelt complaining, yet as in a home is passing in dark agonies into an unknown of separation foreignness unconditioned possibility the heathen emperor asks of his soul into what places art thou departing the catholic king must answer to the judgment bar of the most high god yes it is a summing up of life a final settling and giving in the accounts of the deeds done in the body they are done now and lie there unalterable and do bear their fruits long as eternity shall last louis fifteen had always the kingliest abhorrence of death unlike that praying duke of orleans egalite's grandfather for indeed several of them had a touch of madness who honestly believed that there was no death he if the court newsman can be believed started up once on a time glowing with sulphurous contempt and indignation on his poor secretary who had stumbled on the words fouan d'espagne the late king of spain fouan monsieur monseigneur hastily answered the trembling but adroit man of business c'est un tetra qu'il prenant tis a title they take louis we say was not so happy but he did what he could he would not suffer death to be spoken of avoided the sight of churchyards funereal monuments and whatsoever could bring it to mind it is the resource of the ostrich who hard hunted sticks his foolish head in the ground and would fain forget that his foolish unseeing body is not unseen too or sometimes with a spasmodic antagonism significant of the same thing and of more he would go or stopping his court carriages would send into churchyards and ask how many new graves there were to-day though it gave his poor pompadour the disagreeablest qualms we can figure the thought of louis that day when all royally comparisoned for hunting he met at some sudden turning in the wood of sennar a ragged peasant with a coffin for whom it was a poor brother's slave whom majesty had sometimes noticed slaving in those quarters what did he die of of hunger the king gave his steed the spur but figure his thought when death is now clutching at his own heartstrings unlooked for inexorable yes poor louis death has found thee no palace walls or lifeguards gorgeous tapestries of gilt buckram of stiffest ceremonial could keep him out but here he is here at thy very life breath and will extinguish it 
thou whose whole existence hitherto was a chimera and scenic show at length becomest a reality sumptuous versailles bursts asunder like a dream into a void immensity time is done and all the scaffolding of time falls wrecked with hideous clangor round thy soul the pale kingdoms yawn open there must thou enter naked and unkinged and await what is appointed thee unhappy man there as thou turnest in dull agony on thy bed of weariness what a thought is thine purgatory and hell-fire now all too possible in the prospect in the retrospect alas what things didst thou do that were not better undone what mortal didst thou generously help what sorrow hadst thou mercy on do the five hundred thousand ghosts who sank shamefully on so many battlefields from rossbach to quebec that thy harlot might take revenge on an epigram crowd around thee in this hour thy foul harem the curses of mothers the tears and infamy of daughters miserable man thou hast done evil as thou couldst thy whole existence seems one hideous abortion and mistake of nature the use and meaning of thee not yet known wert thou a fabulous griffin devouring the works of men daily dragging virgins to thy cave clad also in scales that no spear could pierce no spear but death a griffin not fabulous but real frightful o lewis seem these moments for thee we will pry no further into the horrors of a sinner's deathbed and yet let no meanest man lay flattering unction to his soul lewis was a ruler but art thou not also one his wide france look at it from the fixed stars themselves not yet infinitude is no wider than thy narrow brickfield where thou too didst faithfully or didst unfaithfully man symbol of eternity imprisoned into time it is not thy works which are all mortal infinitely little and the greatest no greater than the least but only the spirit thou workest in that can have worth or continuance but reflect in any case what a life problem this of poor louis when he rose as bien ami from that met sickbed really was what son of adam could have swayed such incoherences into coherence could he blindest fortune alone has cast him on top of it he swims there can as little sway it as the drift log sways the wind-tossed moon-stirred atlantic what have i done to be so loved he said then he may say now what have i done to be so hated thou hast done nothing poor louis thy fault is properly even this that thou didst nothing what could poor louis do abdicate and wash his hands of it in favor of the first that would accept other clear wisdom there was none for him as it was he stood gazing dubiously the absurdest mortal extant a very solecism incarnate into the absurdest confused world wherein at last nothing seemed so certain as that he the incarnate solecism had five senses that were flying tables tables volantes which vanished through the floor to come back reloaded and a parc osseur whereby at least we have again this historical curiosity a human being in an original position swimming passively 
as on some boundless mother of dead dogs towards issues which he partly saw for lewis had withal a kind of insight in him so uh, when a new minister of marine or what else it might be came announcing his new era the scarlet woman would hear from the lips of majesty at supper he laid out his ware like another promised the beautifulest things in the world not a thing of which will come he does not know this region he will see or again tis the twentieth time i hear all that france will never get a navy i believe how touching also was this if i were lieutenant of police i would prohibit those paris cabriolets doomed mortal for is it not a doom to be a solecism incarnate a new wan king do nothing but with the strangest new mayor of the palace no bow-legged pippin now but that same cloud-capped fire-breathing spectre of democracy incalculable which is enveloping the world was louis no wickeder than this or the other private do-nothing and eat all such as we often enough see under the name of man and even man of pleasure cumbering god's diligent creation for a time say wretcheder his life solecism was seen and felt of a whole scandalized world him endless oblivion cannot engulf and swallow to endless depths not yet for a generation or two however be this as it will we remark not without interest that on the evening of the fourth dame du barry issues from the sick-room with perceptible trouble in her visage it is the fourth evening of may year of grace seventeen seventy four such a whispering in the oya de bouffe is dying then what can be said is that dubarry seems making up her packages she sails weeping through her gilt boudoirs as if leave-taking d'aiguillon and company are now near their last car and nevertheless they will not yet throw up the game but as for the sacramental controversy it is as good as settled without being mentioned louis can send for his abbe moudon in the course of the next night be confessed by him some say for the space of seventeen minutes and demand the sacraments of his own accord nay already in the afternoon behold is not this your sorceress dubarry with her handkerchief at her eyes mounting d'aiguillon's chariot rolling off in his duchess's consolatory arms she is gone and her place knows her no more vanish false sorceress into space needless to hover at neighbouring ruel for thy day is done shut are the royal palace gates for evermore hardly in coming years shalt thou under cloud of night descend once in black domino like a black night-bird and disturb the fair antoinette's music-party in the park all birds of paradise flying from thee and musical windpipes growing mute thou unclean yet unmalignant not unpitiable thing what a course was thine from that first truckle-bed in joan of arc's country where thy mother bore thee with tears to an unnamed father forward through the lowest subterranean depths and over the highest sunlit heights of harlotdom and rascaldom to the guillotine axe which shears away thy vainly whimpering head rest there uncursed only buried and abolished what else befitted thee louis meanwhile is in considerable impatience for his sacraments sends more than once to the window to see whether they are not coming 
Be of comfort, Louis, what comfort thou canst. They are underway, those sacraments. Towards six in the morning they arrive. Cardinal Ron Almana Rochemont is here, in pontificals, with his pyxes and his tools. He approaches the royal pillow, elevates his wafer, mutters, or seems to mutter somewhat, and so, as the Abbe Georgel, in words that stick to one, expresses it, has Louis made the amend honorable to God? So does your Jesuit construe it. Wah, wah, as the wild Lothair groaned out when life was departing, what great God is this that pulls down the strength of the strongest kings? The Amman norable, what legal apology you will, to God, but not if Daguillon can help it to man. Dubarry still hovers in his mansion at Ruel, and while there is life, there is hope. Ron Almana Rochemont, accordingly, for he seems to be in the secret, has no sooner seen his pyxes and gear repacked than he is stepping majestically forth again, as if the work were done. But King's confessor, Abbe Modouin, starts forward with anxious, acidulent face, twitches him by the sleeve, whispers in his ear, whereupon the poor cardinal must turn round and declare audibly that his majesty repents of any subjects of scandal he may have given au pu donner and purposes by the strength of heaven assisting him to avoid the like for the future words listened to by richelieu with mastiff face growing blacker answered to aloud with an epithet which bason val will not repeat old richelieu conqueror of minorca companion of flying table orgies perforator of bedroom walls is thy day also done alas the chapel organs may keep going the shrine of saint genevieve be let down and pulled up again without effect in the evening the whole court with dauphin and dauphiné assist at the chapel priests are hoarse with chanting their prayers of forty hours and the heaving bellows blow almost frightful for the very heaven blackens battering rain torrents dash with thunder almost drowning the organ's voice and electric fire flashes make the very flambeau on the altar pale so that the most as we are told retired when it was over with hurried steps in a state of meditation of roquemont and said little or nothing so it has lasted for the better half of a fortnight the Dubarry gone almost a week. Besenval says all the world was getting impatient. Que cela fini, that poor Louis would have done with it. It is now the 10th of May, 1774. He will soon have done now. This 10th May day falls into the loathsome sickbed, but dull, unnoticed there. For they that look out of the windows are quite darkened. The cistern wheel moves discordant on its axis. Life, like a spent steed, is panting towards the goal. In their remote apartments, Dauphine and Dauphine stand road ready, all grooms and equiaries booted and spurred, waiting for some signal to escape the house of pestilence. One grudges to interfere with the beautiful theatrical candle which Madame Campon has lit on this occasion and blown out at the moment of death. 
what candles might be lit or blown out in so large an establishment as that of versailles no man at such distance would like to affirm at the same time it was two o'clock in a may afternoon and these royal stables must have been some five or six hundred yards from the royal sick-room the candle does threaten to go out in spite of us it remains burning indeed in her fantasy throwing light on much in those memoirs of hers and hark across the oya de boeuf what sound is that sound terrible and absolutely like thunder it is the rush of the whole court rushing as in wager to salute the new sovereigns hail to your majesties the dauphine and dauphine are king and queen overpowered with many emotions they fall on their knees together and with streaming tears exclaim o oh god guide us protect us we are too young to reign too young indeed thus in any case with a sound absolutely like thunder has the horologue of time struck and an old era passed away the louis that was lies forsaken a mass of abhorred clay abandoned to some poor persons and priests of the chapelle ardinon who make haste to put him in two lead coffins pouring in abundant spirits of wine the new louis with his court is rolling towards choisy through the summer afternoon the royal tears still flow but a word mispronounced by monsignor de artois sets them all laughing and they weep no more light mortals how he walk through your light life minuet over bottomless abysses divided from you by a film for the rest the proper authorities felt that no funeral could be too unceremonious Besenval himself thinks it was unceremonious enough two carriages containing two noblemen of usher species and a versailles clerical person some score of mounted pages some fifty palfreniers these with torches but not so much as in black start from versailles on the second evening with their leaden buyer at a high trot they start and keep up that pace for the jibes brocards of those parisians who stand planted in two rows all the way to st denis and give vent to their pleasantry the characteristic of the nation do not tempt one to slacken towards midnight the vaults of st denis receive their own unwept by any eye of all these if not by poor Locke, his neglected daughters whose nunnery is hard by him they crush down and huddle underground in this impatient way him and his era of sin and tyranny and shame for behold a new era is come the future all the brighter that the past was base end of section four recording by elliot gage